0: everybody and welcome to Hangouts and Headlines Monday, November 21st, 2022. And what a wild one we have for you all today, right? Some of you are still in the chat thinking, I don't understand what this has to do with Taylor Swift or Ticketmaster or anything else. And I don't blame you. This is a very special Hangouts and Headlines because this is the very first time that I have ever changed the topic after the placeholder, the placard, the thumbnail, has gone up for tomorrow's episode, right? As many of you already know, I put up the subject matter. I do the research. I do the uh, finding of the articles, the headlines we're going to talk about the next day beforehand so that we can be ready to have some kind of intelligent conversation about something uh, when Hangouts and Headlines comes up. So I had put together a Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster and Antitrust kind of conversation. And honestly, If you actually look at what we could do for three episodes in a row, if I wind up doing an episode on Wednesday, which I'm not committed to yet, because it's Thanksgiving week here in the United States, but maybe, who knows, you could do the Walt Disney story, because it has an antitrust component, which we'll see in a second. You can do the Taylor Swift story, because it most definitely has an antitrust component. And then after that, uh, you could do a story uh, about antitrust in the field of, man, what was I just thinking of? Monday mornings, folks. It'll come back to me as we talk a little bit. How are you all doing? Oh, my goodness. I I can't believe this actually happened last night. This is a very wild story. That's why I switched to it. Disney changing CEOs midstream after we just talked about how wild Disney has been with things like the streaming emails, things like the raising of prices, two separate price raises in their parks division within a very short period of time. And of course, you know, spoiler alert. This, their stock price changing pretty wildly, pretty dramatically over the last year, right? And this is what it's all about, folks. We'll talk about this a little bit more. But this picture right here, this is this is what all of this is about, which is that a company that likes to be on top, that is one of the biggest media companies in the world, technically second biggest to Comcast, which is a bit more of a conglomerate, but that's fine. Uh, Disney, the second biggest media company in the world, doesn't like to see this from their stock price, right? They like to see this, <laughs> and then this is bad. So that's what we're talking about today. Because Bob Chapek is out, Bob Iger is back, and I can't imagine it doesn't. But if that name doesn't ring a bell to you, he was the CEO of of Disney for I think it's fifteen years before he hands over the reins to Bob Chapic, which he didn't really do, which is another point of contention, irritation, frustration, no doubt for Chapik CEO's office, which is he stayed on as the executive director for the company. We'll talk about all of this, uh, but basically in the middle of the night on a Sunday in November, one of the largest media companies in the world said, no, nope, we're going in the wrong direction. And they fired the current boss, replaced him with the new boss, which is the same as the old boss. And we're going to talk about it today, but before we do, First of all, who has thoughts on this? Who has thoughts? Because I'll tell you this, Bob Iger, not a prince, not someone that Disney fans just in general adore. Uh, There's a lot of things that happened on Bob Iger's watch that we can talk about in this context. Now that the last 15 years of Disney before Chapik are the new 15 years of Disney, now we'll talk about how long Mr. Iger is intended to stay on and how much longer he might well stay on because Bob Iger has one thing in common with a lot of other CEOs, and that's like he doesn't necessarily love to give up the reins. Uh, so we'll talk about his two-year commitment. We'll talk about what Disney wants to do moving forward, and we'll see exactly how long he's going to be there. Uh, and uh, it'll be a fun conversation. Where are you all from? Were you expecting any of this? I, if you expected this, I want to go and, and do some lottery tickets with you because this is this is crazy. They they just signed Chapik up again three months ago. Something along those lines. Uh, Prototopic says Bob Iger did a lot of net good for the company. Bob Iger bought a lot of stuff. Bob Iger bought a lot of stuff that went well for him. Uh, The responsibilities for a lot of the changes at parks, for instance, with the lightning pass and the genie and all that stuff, that comes from Iger's division. Iger is a businessman. He's a consummate one. He's talked of for his leadership skills across a lot of industries. Uh, So I think they will definitely have a smoother ship to sail on. Um, but, uh, yes, I don't think that this is a net negative for Disney, uh, but Bob Iger was not my favorite Disney CEO. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see exactly what's happening, uh, at the company in the future. It's a, it's, it's positioned in the statement that we will read as a kind of, uh, stop gap that, that he's just trying to transition to what will be a new CEO because this one went poorly. But again, Bob Iger was the one that handpicked Bob Chappick. So the very last large decision that Bob Iger made put the company in this position. So that's interesting in and of itself. That judgment went wrong uh, two years ago, three years ago, right? And that judgment led to where they are now, which is Bob Iger taking the company back, uh, you know, humbly. Oh, yes, I guess I can come back in to save you. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll talk about it. Bug's Life is Disney. Sure. Who doesn't love Bug's Life? I, I, I I like... movies about ants and grasshoppers. It's a good time. I like the reference. Okay. You're pronouncing Chappick's name wrong. It's Chappick. Chappick. Chapek. I'm never going to get that right. It's been Bob Chappick for as long as I've been reading it. I don't talk to these people. uh, So I'm not going to try to make that change here uh, live on the broadcast, but I'll try to consider it as we go on Disney gal. Uh, Thank you so much. And yes, I I will try to take that under consideration from people that name themselves uh, Disney gal. Oh, we're fighting over whether Bugs Life is Disney. Bugs Life is Pixar. I'd have to look at the years when it was made to see if it was Disney. And I think it is. It's certainly in uh, It's certainly in their Animal Kingdom theme park. There's a Bugs Life ride. And uh, depending on how you feel about the time it takes to, take, uh, to make animated features, I, I think it's Disney. It, it comes out in the late 90s. Um, and I think Pixar is theirs already. <laughs> oh, and look at Monday morning. Folks. I know if you're with me a lot here at Hangouts and Headlines, you know my Michigan Wolverines mean a lot to me. We're 11-0. We're undefeated for the first time going into the big game against Ohio State uh, since 2006. It's been a few years. Uh, and Ohio State, as they always are seemingly, uh, are also undefeated. So we have an undefeated matchup on Saturday. And they have a lot of fans. So Ohio State Buckeyes like to come in here. Look at this. I'm not going to be reading out any go Bucks any – Yay, Ohio States, at least not if they don't come with a super chat. And that's not extortion. That's just how I feel about my Michigan Wolverines. I will be reading out Go Blues as much as you want. Uh, So, Deborah, I'm glad you're excited about the game. What about that Michigan-Illinois game? What about that Ohio State-Maryland game? Let's go. (laughs) It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it on Saturday. May the better team win. Catherine says they had to bring back Iger before Chapic does not destroy Disney. The damage to the theme parks needs to be fixed ASAP. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the theme parks. One of the kind of uh, themes of the Chappik administration is that he was raising prices everywhere. Um, and a lot of companies are doing that. We talk about that in this space a lot. It's an inflationary period. The economy has uh, some trouble. Disney is a leisure good. Uh, And so what that looks like in the future is going to be largely dependent on a lot of macro considerations, large scale economic events. Uh, And it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, uh, Bob Iger rolls back. So we have an article about that. We've got a bunch of different articles and this is headlines, right? I like to look at how the different outlets are treating this question. So in particular, we've got Deadline and Hollywood Reporter are kind of doing the same thing. Uh, talking about what this means to Disney. Then we've got Reuters looking at the money aspect, the stock market. Then we have CNBC looking about the strategic considerations of an Iger council uh, rather than a chappic one. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun morning, folks. I l- look. You can see I'm a corporate lawyer and I'm a I'm a fan of watching large scale machinations of these companies. And so last night, uh, Rob Laudlumber Lumber uh, sends me a text uh, at whatever time that is, 11 p.m. And says, look at this, Rick. And that's when you get a tweet from me. If you aren't on Twitter, I apologize for that. But you get a tweet from me that says, changing plans, Swifties are moving to Tuesday. Uh, and uh, and then following it up with the new, the new header for this. Uh, because uh, it's just wild. It's just wild. You don't see companies make these changes this quickly. You don't see them made in the middle of the night, usually. You don't see them not acknowledging the work of the prior CEO, really. And we'll talk about what they do say about him. Certainly, Iger doesn't acknowledge him from everything that's been leaked out about his early communications with employees. So man, man, we're having fun this morning, as you could probably tell. Uh, If you can't get excited about large-scale business transactions, business moves like this, I apologize. Uh, But this is going to be my tone this morning. This is crazy. I'm looking forward to the book, the -the behind-the-scenes Wall Street Journal article. We'll probably cover that as well. This is nuts. Uh, And I'm glad you're here for it. Uh, With me here in Hangouts and Headlines, it's 7.39 a.m. in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, All right. So what else has everybody got going on this weekend other than uh, trying to get me to say go Bucks" in various ways? Uh, How are you all doing? Catherine says it's freezing in the D.C. metro area. It feels like Ohio. She just references to Ohio. We're just going to have references to Ohio all week. Uh, Well, at least we're undefeated. Happy Monday to you, Hogla How's your voice? Voice is pretty good. It's still a dry house <clears throat> as we head into the winter for Michigan. So we'll see. I don't think we've actually had the heater on uh, since I've run Hangouts and Headlines before this past couple of weeks. Uh, so we'll see. We'll try to make it. We'll try to make it. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's a wild time. Uh, Roger says Marvel took a huge hit with Bob Iger in charge. It's a scary decision. Well, Marvel created the MCU with Bob Iger in charge. So it's yeah. I, Marvel comic books is down. Uh, Marvel movies were up, then down. Bob Iger is responsible in part for kind of the phase four stuff with Marvel. Uh, Bob Chappick is responsible in part for that. It's going to be interesting to see how those kind of uh, separate out. And the last thing that Bob Chappick basically had going was that they had lost $1.5 billion on Disney Plus streaming, as we talked about last week. And they were trying to figure out and scramble how they were going to add ads, how they were going to increase prices. And that's something that Bob Iger might change. We'll see that discussed in the CNBC article a little bit. Disney gal says every Disney fan expected this a Sunday midnight kind of changing of the guard. Good for you, Disney fans. I mean, more power to you. I I can, I can certainly look at a company and say they're flailing um, but these transitions of power are usually not done so abruptly because usually that's going to make the investors skittish. Now, we will see it didn't, and it doesn't, uh, and Disney is way up in pre-market trading uh, because the, the investors believe in Bob Iger and they believe Bob Iger will make him money, where for good reason. Uh, Disney increased like 5,000% or something like that uh, with Bob Iger at the helm. So the investors are coming back, but I, I could not have expected this in, you know, November 20th, the Sunday at, at, at night. Uh, so, yeah, as a regular park goer, I'm so glad Chappic is gone. So, Kalen, you're, you're you're laying at the feet of Bob Chappick, a lot of the changes to the parks that you don't like. I think that's deserved in, in a lot of ways. Um, but I'll be interested to see exactly what Bob Iger does about parks. <clears throat> Sue says, I was so surprised when that news bings across my phone last night. Yep, was not expecting that. Joe says, this is crazy, but it seems to be par for the course of the moment. It's that kind of year, right? Yeah, everything's crazy everywhere. Everything is crazy everywhere. Who was your favorite Disney CEO? Walt Disney? <laughs> I mean, I think there's only one right answer there. Um, the the others, uh, you know, Michael Eisner was there for a while. He corporatized Disney a pretty good uh, amount, but he also led some of the resurgence of Disney. Uh, Bob Iger is fine. Bob Iger has always struck me as a businessman first, before he's a uh, uh, you know a content guy, creative type guy, and that's fine. You're the CEO, uh, but it'll be interesting to see what he does. Certainly, he had a lot of ex- success with mergers and acquisitions. Um, it's it's under his realm that he gets Pixar, that he gets Marvel, that he gets Fox, uh, and so I don't know. We're in a, we're in a period of a lot of consolidation across industries. I don't know whether they're going to look to acquire other people. Uh, but, uh, if he really is only intended to be on for two years and I have my doubts, I have to be honest. Um, it wouldn't be the kind of tenure that would have a lot of large scale acquisitions behind it. Josie says, not a huge fan of Bob, but Chappic needs to go. Walt has got to be turning in his grave. I, I mean, he's cryogenically frozen underneath the magic kingdom, right? I thought that was no. <laughs> uh, oh, see. Claire with the joke. Have they tried defrosting Walt Disney and reinstating him instead? I don't know. They could have. You never know what a board of directors is going to do on a weekend phone call or meeting. Uh, As it turns out, they could just swap the CEO. Uh, And uh, certainly uh, Bob Chappick probably had a good day in terms of what his severance was. Obviously, you don't want to get kicked out of your your job. You don't want to be ending your tenure as a failure. Uh, That's not fun. But I, I suspect he had an all right financial day. Uh, did the board, board of directors vote Chappic out? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so we'll talk about how it's presented. It's presented as Bob Chappic resigns, um, and uh, generally speaking, what occurs in these is that the, the board says they're prepared uh, to go and and fire you, um, but you should resign. Uh, you should you should save face. The problem is there's no face saving here. Um, there's no. There's no way that this isn't Bob Chappick getting fired, getting his butt thrown to the curb. Uh, and so even the usual kind of language trickeration with respect to corporate messaging doesn't really work. Um, and we'll see that. We'll see why. We've got, we got a lot of stuff to read, certainly today. Mickey Mouse must be doing the happy dance this morning. Mickey Mouse is always happy. Now, he might be gouging you as you try to enter his theme park, but he's always happy. Uh, good evening from Melbourne. Coming in slightly late and on high speed catch up. Hopefully that doesn't mean you're just driving in the car and you've got me up as a video on the screen and you're just really driving fast. Hopefully you're just listening to me at two x. Prototypic says it's Bob's paycheck. David has thoughts on Disney. David, if you if you want a link, let me know. Maybe I could get you in here. <laughs> you could you could talk through these articles with me. Uh, I've heard Chapek, but whatever, it's history now uh JPEC versus chapik yeah i mean that's fine <laughs> there was a bug's life landing in california adventure it, bug's life is certainly disney's now the, the only question i have in terms of timing is when does the pixar transaction take place when did they start working on bug's life because animated films take a long time uh i i, I think it's disney i think it's disney <laughs> uh so they claim it now lol I pronounce it as that doofus CEO, says Rex, Y, Z. Actually, much more colorful than that, but you know, channel rules, lol. Yeah, doofus. Doofus is strong words here on the Hoglaw YouTube channel. Uh, we got messages coming in all over the, the this morning. Hey, we got some Go Blues. That's right. Go Blues are getting special credit here. No super chats required for a Go Blue. We're going to have unfair rules here for this week. That's just how it's going to be, folks. Uh, and Greg, yay sports ball. Indeed. Very yay sports ball. (laughs) Prolate spheroids. Absolutely. Go blue. Go blue as long as it's not blue from the cold. (laughs) Other colors. Green, purple. We don't acknowledge green during certain weeks of the year, but green is fine right now. (laughs) Go team. Don't really do sports, but go team. Thank you, Musical Soup. Go team indeed. Antitrust Thanksgiving. Monday, Disney, Tuesday, Swift, Wednesday, grocery store consolidation and prices. Perfect for the holiday light discussion. Best to you and family and Quaxley, the Nintendo buddy. That's right, Quaxley has evolved. Uh he's now Quaxwell, I believe. So Quaxley on the move. And if you think I just stroked out there for a second, uh, that is a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet reference, which is getting a lot of play and a lot of love here in Hogue House this weekend. Emily says, after watching Lawyers and Dragons this week, and how did everybody like the finale, by the way? That was that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing it. I think Hardy the cat must look exactly like my cat, Sebastian, in this picture, which I can't see in this context. But I will check it out. I will check it out. Tiger Red says, I don't think Genie Plus or reservations are going anywhere. Genie Plus is, of course, the application that you have to use on your mobile phone to basically do anything at Disney World now. But maybe park hopping could be reevaluated. Also maybe there will be a new partnership with Sunstrand Flyer? Hmm, maybe. Yeah. The companies are having trouble? All right. Companies everywhere are having trouble. That's a part of what is perhaps a touch unfair to to Mr. Chapek uh in respect of these things is that Disney has had a tumble. It is clearly not his fault alone. Every company is basically having a lot of struggles this year. But Kerry says he was about to make huge cuts. Perhaps he was going to cut something precious to somebody or cut somebody who is off limits. Hmm, emoji? Questioning emoji? Uh, possibly. Certainly when we were going over the streaming stuff last week, it was notable that he was implementing a, a hiring freeze, was going to look at firing people. Now, I think Disney probably does have to look carefully at its labor costs and its, how many employees it has and across a bunch of stuff. I think every company is going to have to do that the next year um but we'll see exactly what that looks like under Iger instead of Chappik good morning Rick and chat and go blue amazing blue emoji hearts thank you fantastic this is gonna make the Buckeyes in the chat very unhappy <laughs> that Sarah comes in with a super chat thank you so much that Sarah Disney's board looks like an ex-hubby who realized the new wife can't cook or keep house and so ran back to the ex-wife from 15 years because she could do it all laughing emoji well <laughs> I'm, you're allowed to be that gendered in your super chat. I, I, I can't do that. I, you know, I can't do that, but they certainly do look like they've regretted their life choices. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? They they, they went with the new person. The difference in this story is that the ex hubby recommended the new, uh, oh, the, the, the new wife. Uh, so wait, wait, get this right. The, the, the ex-wife recommended the new wife. Uh, and then went with the new wife and the the ex-hubby was up, upset with that recommendation. And then so went back to the old wife. It's very tricky to think about these things this way, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, they certainly seem unhappy with what they purchased. However you might frame it. Um, and certainly in retrospect, them signing JAPIC up again over the summer as a sign of confidence uh, is never a great thing from a corporation. Uh Dask says, hope uh, Iger reinstates Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, no, that all happened on Iger's watch. Chapik really wasn't head of Disney for very long at all, um, even though it felt like a, an extended period. Mrs. Hoaglaw says, ha ha, I love excited business, Rick. This is the passion I can bring to these kind of topics, folks. I love this stuff. This is absolutely fascinating. And Papa Hogue. Calling in from Parts Unknown. Good morning, everyone. Happy to see this yesterday, primarily because Chapik had no consideration for the long-term Disney fan. You know my dad has thoughts on Disney. It can't get any worse. I had written Disney off. Love from Florida. Papa. Well, it's not Parts Unknown if you say where you're calling in from, Dad. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about that. I I have videos up this year. One of the interesting things to me that we will see in these articles is that they have a list of complaints about the Chappic era. And we covered every single topic that these places cover in video form here in Virtual Legality. I, I should probably put together a short form playlist of Chapic's Disney and uh, in, in coverage in both Hangouts and Headlines and Virtual Legality, which is pretty wild. This is started to happen more as we get closer to the fourth anniversary of the channel, which is in about six days, I think. I have to look at what that actual date is. Uh, but it'll be four years doing this kind of conversating with you. Very good English there. Uh, And uh, there are more and more where it's like every aspect of a story that comes up in in one of these news articles or something is covered here on the channel. And that feels good, man. That feels good. And so we're having fun. I still think Taylor is more interesting. That's fair. Taylor's coming back. We're going to have Taylor Swift. I mean, not Taylor Swift herself. I could call her agent. Probably not Taylor Swift herself, but we're going to be covering the Taylor Swift story and Ticketmaster and Antitrust tomorrow. I promise. I promise. But I couldn't skip a a late night CEO swap at one of the biggest companies on earth. Uh, So I apologize for that. You won't see a lot of Hangouts and headlines changing subject matter, but it's just a day. It's just a day. It'll give you more time to get your Taylor Swift song title related puns ready. Uh, for anything that we might need with respect to that conversation. So I'm still covering it. It is still fascinating to me. I prepped it all. That's why it was easy for me to move to tomorrow. I have all the articles ready. I, I'm ready to have that conversation. But this one jumped in. Had to cover it. Had to cover it. Crazy Cat Queen, I have a friend from high school who is an OSU grad, but I talked to you more. So out of respect for you, go blue, amazing blue hearts. Thank you, Crazy Cat Queen. Thank you. Uh, and you're, you're allowed to acknowledge the humanity and existence of Ohio State Buckeyes. We're still reasonable minds can differ here. But one of my favorite things about sports is being able to pretend like you're real angry and smack talky uh, of other people's fan bases in a way that is obviously ridiculous. Right. It's it's throwing a ball. It's running a ball on a field. Uh, and it, it lets you get out some of that. what You want to get out on uh, on Twitter. Right. When you're deleting those tweets. Yeah. Don't don't send those tweets. You can do it. Right here, be like, oh, Ohio State, the horseshoe looks more like a toilet bowl. You know, have that kind of fun stuff. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, having having lost mm, the vast majority of the games against Ohio State in the last 20 years, still skittish, but I love my team. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Acknowledgement for Papa Hogue from Kerry Harvey. What a morning. 25 at the moment here, says Greg. Ugh. Jessica says, I'm in England waiting for 20 minutes for the game to kick off. Come on, England, 3-0 against Iran. Yeah, World Cup has started. Uh, I I think Team USA has a game today, I believe. Caroline says, we went to the parks last spring, and it was very disappointing. It was very different than our trip four years prior. Genie Plus has everyone on their phones rather than being presently experienced. I haven't been back since the implementation of the Genie Plus, but that is what I've heard from people, and that is what I would expect. From having to go through your phone so much. I, I'll be honest with you, on vacation, there are a lot of times, sometimes I can pull it off, sometimes I can't, where I want to put my phone in the safe, I want to put my phone in the drawer, I want to put my phone somewhere, and I want to just be detethered because the phone is the way work gets to you. The phone is the way that things happen, the fires have to be put out. And sometimes, even for a lawyer that has to be responsive to their clients uh, and, and wary of things that could happen, you need hopefully a full day, but you need at least some hours. you are just like you know what? I can't be reached. I'm in meetings and we're just gonna try to get a reset, a refresh uh, and uh, I like to do that. So having to have the phone on you all the time uh, is is not great for someone like me. Uh, Mira M good morning. it's 440 a.m. sending love from Anaheim. that seems apt for today's topic. as a Disneyland cast member, This hits close to home. I'm actually working right now, and it's all we're talking about. I bet. It would certainly be all I would be talking about if I worked someplace and the CEO shifted overnight. That is awesome. Thank you for the extra context. And good luck to you at Disneyland today and to your fellow workers. Uh, That is is cool to think about. Yep. It's going to filter through the whole company. Everybody's going to be talking about this. Good morning again, says Totally Jersey. Got tea instead of coffee. We got to scroll through a little bit faster here. Protothopic says Star Wars took a hit with Iger involved. The sequels are under his management. Oh, you don't think I have a, a sequels tab ready, David? Oh, yeah. It's important to remember who's responsible for various of these things, isn't it? And then he wheeled back on some of his decision making in his like autobiography. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Uh, Lucasfilm, he wants to be president. He's just a slightly slicker Trump. He did want to be president. That was actually talked about in his book, I believe. Uh, I don't, I don't know that he does at this point. We'll see. Uh, reasonable glitter mass asks off topic, excited for lawyers and dragons campaign two in February. You're trying to get these dates out of me. We are looking at early next year. I'm absolutely excited. It is some of the most fun that I have on these here internets. Um, uh, but we had decided before we even started that we were going to have this holiday period, Thanksgiving to Christmas. Uh, and we were going to take a break on those Saturday mornings. So you still might see me around uh, in various places, doing various things, but we had talked about that before we even started, uh, and yes, I think that campaign two is going to be, as the kids say, fire. It's going to be awesome. I already know a few things. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. Tigerette says, "Chapik <laughs> resigned. Yeah, yeah. Good quotes. Disney Wars 6, The Return of the Iger. Disney War is actually a really interesting phrase. There's a book by that name. Disney has had its trials and tribulations with its executive class and its executive board, um, and this is just the latest in that history. That Sarah, did they say Chappic will spend time with family? No, they didn't really give a reason. They they have Chappie out the door, and then they say oh, he's he's totally he's a good guy. But on to Bob Iger, um, and it's pretty funny when we look at the official statement proxy loxy says i love hangouts and headlines but i'm am i the only one that thinks disney and the swifties would just merge at the bottom of the ocean that's pretty mean to both disney and swifties there is value to be had there i tend to like taylor swift songs here we go you know use that for or against me as you see fit uh but uh i you know i think these are very interesting stories and they're exactly the kind of stuff i love to cover entertainment corporations big time antitrust issues ceo swaps in the middle of the night if you don't love this, I'm not sure I can ever get a Hangouts and Headlines. It'll be perfect for you. Nine Inch Nails, Gal, 1994. Looks like you haven't worked out how to geoblock me. Laughing emoji. Love to you and Mrs. Hogue. Bob the Builder and Bob Seeger are the only Bobs I know. Now you know two more, Chappick and Iger. The Bobs have taken over. Bob the Builder. Great choice. Gecko Gamer, when was the last time a CEO was ejected from a large corporation? Oh, it happens Frequently. CEOs get fired all the time. In fact, Chappick gets re-signed because of a CEO firing elsewhere in the industry that is escaping me uh, at the moment. But usually it is done with a certain level of this is coming, this is happening, here's the replacement. Um, I I would not have expected this to happen this way. Clearly, the board in the very short term has made the right call, as we will see from the Reuters article, which talks about the investors being super stoked which investors love to be uh, Morgan Isaac, ILL. We may have lost it, but it was close. I and I, Hey, Illinois, you had a great game. had a great game. You, you, uh, you, you made it a tough one today. Uh, and uh, I like Illinois as a team. I think you're going to go places with Brett Bielema. So no problems. Congrats on your lions beating my giants. Hogue, and my Wisconsin badgers beat Nebraska to become bowl eligible. So there's that. Yeah. The lions didn't just beat the giants yesterday who were seven and two. They, they killed mm-hmm. them pretty pretty wild. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do with a Lions three-game winning streak. I That hasn't even registered yet, so that's pretty wild. Uh, Midnight Wind, it's given the historic disconnect in the present culture. It is difficult for many of us to see how to get the Zoomers and beyond to bind to a nostalgically rooted company. That's fair. Disney's got headwinds of all kinds, including kind of demographics, uh, but that's one of the reasons that I made the video that I was making about Disney, or a couple of the videos I made this year, which is that you cannot sacrifice your long-term prospective growth for short-term revenue gains because you're going to give up the the future of your company, which I do think was one of the things that Bob Chapik was absolutely responsible for, was trying to nickel and dime and squeeze the blood from the stone from the people that were Disney diehards and losing the ability to make Disney diehards in the future. You have to balance that. And I think Chapik was doing a considerably poor job. That is a hog asks, evil West comes out tomorrow. Have you pre-ordered hype? I have not. I've seen the trailers. Um, I I will be looking at that. I have a lot of games on the backlog. Uh, As it turns out, pretty busy doing all this with the law firm and the drafting of documents and the negotiating of transactions and the making of content on YouTube. So uh, I, I don't get as much time to play as I would like, uh, but we're still working our way through God of War Ragnarok and, Ho- and Hulk House, which I pray to God ends pretty soon. Uh, it is long-winded. It is meandering. It is aimless. It is not a 10 out of 10 from me, folks. You can check out my further thoughts on it on the bitcast from yesterday uh, in the archive. Uh, but uh, uh, Ragnarok, if you love it, great. Um, it is uh, It is a good game. It is very far from a great game to me. MZ, World Cup football, yay. This time around, sharing watching it with my kid who's really into it, playing it after school too, Four Leaf Clover. That is awesome, MZ. I hope you enjoy it. George the Cat, phones help with germs and were kind of necessary in order to reopen the parks due to COVID, perhaps. But, you know, at some point, I think you're just going to be looking at your phone at Disney World. And uh, that's a shame. I, you know, I think about this a lot in real life, not just at Disney Uh, but I I think we do look through our phones at things a little bit too much. It always makes me a little bit sad to see all the phones up uh, when you see a photo of a concert now, as a, for instance, which I was looking at when I was doing the Taylor Swift research Um, and you should experience it how you want. uh, But I I tend to agree with the folks that say, you need to live in the moment just a little bit more um, and and you'll love it more. You'll have better memories, Uh, but that's just my opinion. You could tell me to stuff it on that stuff. Lee and G, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Yeah, you're prepping it. Good. Get ready. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got this kind of content coming tomorrow. Law and Lumber responsible for the change in subject matter today. You know, I'm gonna say it: dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Seems like it's been true more times than not lately. Maybe you're just focusing on it more. <laughs> but no, it's been a crazy year, Rob. And thanks for you know texting this to me at whatever time it was uh, last night. And with that said. Let's start looking at some of this stuff. You guys are great in super chat. I love hearing your thoughts. Uh, you know, as we go through this, keep giving them to me. Do you love Bob Iger? Do you hate Bob Iger? Are you milk toast towards Bob Iger? How did you feel about the chappic era? What do you think about the future of Disney? This is fun stuff. Fun stuff indeed. And it all started last night with oh, that gets the red box on Deadline. Disney shocker: Bob Iger back as CEO. Bob Chappie exits, and and this comes at six forty eight p.m. I believe that's Hollywood time. So I think that's 10 p.m. our time here on the Eastern uh, Coast, the East Coast, famous East Coast state, Michigan. After less than a year in retirement, Bob Iger has returned as the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. The company's board has sent out a notice that Bob I is back and the recently re-upped Bob Chapic is out. Uh, I am deeply honored to be asked again to lead this remarkable team with a clear mission focused on creative excellence to inspire generations through unrivaled, bold storytelling. Iger wrote tonight in an email to staffers, having handed over the baton as CEO in February 2020 to chappic a stunning move unto itself at the time, and then serving as executive chairman until the end of 2021. So this is this is hiding some significant friction here uh, at this period in time. So chappic was not the most favored uh, person to get the CEO job, right? Well, he wasn't the most likely to succeed Bob Iger. Bob Iger handpicked Bob Chepik uh, to do so. And then Bob Iger decided to stay on when he wasn't going to on the board, which, if you're familiar with how corporations are structured, uh, you know, the board is technically the CEO's boss, right? As you could tell from last night, the board can kick the CEO out, which makes them the boss. But Uh, The board is generally supposed to let the CEO and the COO and the various pieces of management go and do their thing and then get reports and then just decide on kind of broad strokes uh, whether or not the company's moving in a good or bad direction. Well, Bob Chappick takes the reins. The pandemic hits. And then Bob Iger says, you know what? I'm going to stick around Uh, looking over Bob Chappick's shoulder. And then rumors and leaks come out about Chappick not much liking this. Uh, And you can understand why, right? However you feel about the Bobs here. You can understand if the old boss says, you know, actually, I'm going to stay around and I'm going to evaluate your work every quarter. Um, that's maybe not the best feeling for, for taking over the company. Uh, and I think that that came across in some of the things that happened early on. Iger then retires, I, as it said in Deadline, less than a year ago. Very much seems like a very short time ago till the end of 2021. And now you can see he's taking back the company. His mission will include identifying a successor something Iger had difficulty doing while commanding his troops the last time, postponing multiple plans to step down during 15 years in the top job. He was supposed to retire from that job a number of times and stretched it out. So is this going to be a two-year run? I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, We will see uh, very much so. Uh, Jeremy Morton says, listen, Bob, can I call you Bob? Great name, Bob. You know another name I really like, Bob? Grover Cleveland. Jokes here this morning. Lots of excitement. Tim Riggs says, Iger, right. Responsible for such awesomeness is the huge debt from the Fox purchase, with little return, little return so far. <laughs> They're banking on Avatar. Lucasfilm acquisition and lack of any real Star Wars success and an underwhelming Disney+. Plus. I, all of those start on Iger's reign. Certainly weren't helped by Chapic, but all those start in Iger's reign. That's all accurate, Mr. Riggs. All accurate. Deadline continues. We've got some quotes here we're going to look at from the actual statement. In the email to employees, Iger said uh, when he shared the news of his return with an incredible sense of gratitude and humility, and I must admit, a bit of amazement, providing no details on the rehire that came together very quickly over the past few days. The once-and-now-again CEO added that Disney holds a special place in the hearts of people around the globe thanks to you, the the people that actually do the work, and your dedication to this company and its mission to bring joy to people through great storytelling is an inspiration to me every single day. The Communicate didn't acknowledge Chappik with whom Iger reportedly had a rocky relationship since the transition to power. Now, it's pretty standard procedure to acknowledge your predecessor, to say, you know, we understand that uh, Mr. is leaving. We wish him the best. It's going to be okay. He uh, did good work of some kind that you make up. Uh, he apparently doesn't get acknowledged at all uh, in the communication from Iger. That's in and of itself a bit of a signal. Given the considerable turbulence experienced by Disney since Iger left the corner office, and also given his well-earned reputation for being as smooth and diplomatic a leader as Chapic could be an awkward and blithe one. The knives are out now that he's out of the big seat. Iger was repeatedly asked if he would consider an encore. He always steadfastly refused, recently citing his new face as an investor and industry observer with a lot more time in his hands. Especially you do want time. At 71 years old, though, he is certainly not at what is considered automatic retirement age in a business sector where many CEOs are active into their 80s and beyond. Rupert Murdoch, coincidentally one of Disney's largest shareholders, I just really hate plurals in this deadline article, is 91 and still chair of Fox Corp and executive chair of News Corp. Now that, he's one of the biggest Disney shareholders because they bought his company. I don't miss my job, Igerhead declared in a September sit-down. Retirement is great. Never believe that from an ex-CEO. His crowning M&A deal was the $71.3 billion purchase of most of 21st Century Fox in 2019, because divestitures were made uh, by the antitrust regulators in the U.S. and Europe, a transaction whose potential value is still in the process of being unlocked. Watch this space, though, as Avatar sequel grosses come in next month, and Disney's option to buy out Comcast Hulu is exercised. We'll talk about that in another article. So, yes, Hulu is still minority-owned by Comcast, but it is very unlikely to be as of January. Uh, You see here a little reference to the history of when Disney made its transition to power going over the head of Kevin Mayer and Tom Staggs, who left the company and started their own private equity firm um, or investment firm, I guess it's described here. It's private equity. The company was facing an increasingly expensive and difficult slog in streaming, though Disney Plus continued to be a growth engine, growth in subscribers, not in revenue, to be clear, deadline. The company's opposition to the bill in Florida, which has been a conversation topic and covered here on the channel in Virtual Legality, Uh, Led to retribution by Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, who mocked the company as woke Disney, prompting waves of negative attention from conservative media. And of course, another misstep that we also covered in virtual legality, which many in the industry believed would never have happened on his predecessor's watch, i.e. Bob Iger's, was publicly clashing with Scarlett Johansson over the release of Black Widow. These are the stories that every article that I looked at, which we're not going to go over because they copy some from each other so much really went all in on. It's the $1.5 billion that was the loss that they declared on Disney streaming and the increase of prices and those kinds of things that happened in the last week or two. It was the Ron DeSantis, Florida fight and their loss of certain tax status uh, in Florida. And it was the fight with Scarlett Johansson over Black Widow. Again, Shapik's reign is not that long. So these things all happening within a couple of years are a big deal. Uh, But it's it's interesting to see that this is what they had on him the most. While the suit was settled a few weeks later, the fight in particular, the sharp clawed statement aimed at an A-list star became a significant talking point in the company's overall dealings with talent. Uh, And then they have the official statement, which we're actually going to look at on the Walt Disney site itself. So this has actually already been updated. This is not. This has a bunch of information that wasn't there when I looked at it late last night, which is interesting. People just don't <laughs> declare their updates uh, anymore online, which is fine, I guess. Uh, but this is a really big deal. Disney is one of the movers and shakers that Deadline and Hollywood Reporter cover. Hollywood Reporter calls it a shocker as well. Chapic exits. Disney's board of directors says that Iger has agreed to serve for two years with a mandate to set the strategic direction for renewed growth uh, in the company. And essentially just from that, what you can see in both of these articles, which cover the same type of stuff, what did Iger do? Uh, What did Chappick do? Uh, What did he write in his, his email? From both of those, you can see a board that basically says we're moving in the wrong direction. And you do want... If you're invested in a company, if you're otherwise on a board, you do want to move quickly if you are certain that it's the wrong direction to move it. Uh, And it does look like, especially after the latest earnings call, the mass reduction in the stock market price of Disney, that the board said, enough is enough. We're going to go get the old guy back. Now, is the old guy the right answer? Probably not long term, which is why they tried to limit it to two two years. But is he the right answer for the short term? He might not be worse than (laughs) Shappik. Uh, says stealth edits are never okay for any reason. I'm trying to be gentle on deadline because deadline is kind of tabloidy, but let's see if they, let's see if they put an update down here anywhere. Uh, no, they really didn't like update should probably be at the top. This is definitely not the same article I read last night. It's not the article that goes up here at this time. Um, so we could look at it in the internet archive. I'm not, I didn't really mean to say it was okay, just that it didn't matter much to this particular story uh, as it fills in. And it's possible they put a, like one of those brackets more to come developing. uh, And I don't remember it, but uh, it is certainly not the same as the article that had existed before. All right. So the board says, you know what? We should make a statement on this. The Walt Disney Company Board of Directors appoints Robert A. Iger as chief executive officer. The Walt Disney Company announced today that Robert A. Iger is returning to lead Disney as ex- chief executive officer effective immediately. That's always when you know something went down as well. It's not always Sunday night, uh, but effective immediately, that's that's big time. Uh, it isn't easy to get current CEOs out the door. Uh, and this is, uh, this, is, this is a big move. Mr. Iger, who spent more than four decades at the company, including 15 years as its CEO, has agreed to serve as Disney CEO for two years. With a mandate from the board to set the strategic direction for renewed growth, we saw that reference, and to work closely with the board in developing a successor to lead the company at the completion of his term. Now, as I said before, what's interesting about that is that Bob Iger's last act as CEO was to name his successor, and that clearly went horribly wrong from the viewpoint of the board. So it being one of his primary mandates is, okay, you got that one wrong. You got somebody else? You want to try somebody else in this role? And we're going to trust you with it, even though your last recommendation was uh, not what what we wanted. Mr. Iger succeeds Bob Chappick, who has stepped down from his position. You know, you can get into a situation where human beings step down. You know, I'm just not into this job anymore. or I got family issues or I want to retire or I got vacation. You can step down. This is still probably stepping down technically by letter of the law. Uh, But, you know, when the board comes to you and says, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to very publicly fire you uh, and put Bob Iger in, in your position. We'll probably have things to say about that process. Or we can put Bob Iger into your position and you can step down to clear the way. Right. And then we can give you a paragraph like this. We thank Bob Chappick for his service to Disney over his long career, including navigating the company through the unprecedented challenges of the pandemic. Bummer roll for you, guy. That's a natural one. The board has concluded that as Disney embarks on an increasingly complex period of industry transformation, Bob Iger is uniquely situated to lead the company through this pivotal period. Now, what's interesting about that is essentially, this is shade, right? What we're actually saying is you are not. Uh, Bob Iger is uniquely situated. You you don't have his skill set. You don't have what we're looking for. Uh, It also is at least suggestive of, hey, uh, this is going to be a weird economy. We're going to have companies fold. We're going to have things that are available at discount prices. We might have the cash to buy them. We need somebody that does mergers and acquisitions. We need somebody that bought Marvel. We need somebody that bought Pixar, that bought Fox uh, in the role. Uh, even as we say that he's transitioning to a new successor, it's unclear as to whether that'll actually happen. So, well, Mr. Chappick, we don't trust you with our purse on this type of stuff, uh, and so we're going to we're going to ask somebody that's quote unquote uniquely situated. To lead the company. Uh, thanks for your service, though. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. This is corporate for get out of here. Uh, and uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. And uh, we do have a, a few uh, other thoughts here. Replay crew in before the live is done. Really appreciate you, Hogue. Thank you, Resist Impulse. Working on my LSAT studies, LSAT stuff to start law in the fall, hopefully. Good luck to you. Good luck to you on that test. We might have that covered as well. Uh, in uh, in this space. Oh, and that was the other thing that's an antitrust concern, right? So as we talked about last week, um, Harvard and Yale dropped out of the US World Rankings uh, in terms of their US News and World, Re- World Report rankings for law schools. Uh, and all other schools have started dropping out with them, including my alma mater, Michigan has dropped out uh, as well. Uh, and Michigan, perhaps the stupidest of the elite law schools, actually went out in their statement and said, this would be very difficult to do if others weren't doing it as well. Uh, it starts to look very much like cartel behavior, uh, right? And we might talk about the antitrust considerations of these schools opting out of a marketplace reporter at the same time uh, as part of that story because there's not not an antitrust story there uh, when the schools all move together and when one of them goes out with a note, a alma mater that says we couldn't do this alone that starts to look like concerted activity. You never want to hear the word concerted when you're talking about regulatory environments. So good luck to you on the LSAT. Uh, That'll be a part of an article where we talk about the ABA trying to get rid of the LSAT as well as Harvard and Yale almost certainly doing the same. Tim Rags, my opinion is that Chappick probably got sick of having no real power or authority to make meaningful cost changes and told the board to stuff it. I think the board told him to stuff it, but... Yes, I can. That's why I describe the situation, because I think we've all been in a place where you think you're getting the keys to the car, the reins to the chariot, whatever it might be, and it's just not quite that. Uh, And Bob Iger, the shadow of Bob Iger, loomed heavily over Bob Chappic for huge periods of time uh, on this stuff. Uh, And I don't know that it ever really went away. Certainly, Chappic gets off the board last year, But, I mean, Iger gets off the board last year, but the fact that he's called up so easily to be CEO uh, within a year suggests that Iger was never very far from the Disney red phone. Um, And that has to be frustrating if you are ostensibly the chief executive officer at the company, but your former boss is just calling the board and doing things behind your back and otherwise uh, making you look bad in public, right? Some of the story with respect to things like Florida is that Iger, who has no affiliation at the time, comes out and says essentially uh, much more strongly uh, political things against Ron DeSantis in Florida, and he makes I- he makes Chappic look bad, <clears throat> and that has an effect on the company, which is interesting, right? Iger was acting as a free player in some places, and it led to the frustrations with with Chappic, um, and yeah, I mean this kind of statement. We thank Bob Chapik for his service, but we don't think he has the skill set to get it done. That's that's corporate for get out. Mr. Iger has the deep respect of Disney's senior leadership team, most of whom he worked closely with until his departure as executive chairman 11 months ago. And he is greatly admired by Disney employees worldwide, all of which will allow for a seamless transition of leadership. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's greatly admired by some. I, I don't know whether he's greatly admired by all. Seems very doubtful. Uh, Rob makes a, makes a good point here in terms of this language, 10 PM on a Sunday, might as well voluntarily retire. I was sitting here and I was watching HBO replays of some Sunday night programming. And I said, you know, I just want to do this. Who wants to get up on a Monday? Am I right? And so I left. (laughs) See, that's, that's a kind of Hoag move. I could, I could see myself doing that. You know what? No, no. (laughs) Hangouts and headlines is canceled. I am extremely optimistic for the future of this great company and thrilled to be asked by the board to return as its CEO, Mr. Iger said. Disney and its incomparable brands and franchises hold a special place in the hearts of so many people around the globe, most especially in the hearts of our employees, whose dedication to this company and its mission is an inspiration. I am deeply honored to be asked again to lead this remarkable team with a clear mission focused on creative excellence to inspire generations through unrivaled, bold storytelling. (laughs) <laughs> um, well, I can certainly say the Bob Chappick reign was not uh, a great high-level mark for unrivaled and bold storytelling uh, or creative excellence. Uh, I don't know that I would say that Bob Iger's has been either. Remember, folks, Bob is responsible for Star Wars, right? Bob Iger, as this Reddit post from three years ago, admits, that Disney didn't care about Star Wars history or fans says the future of Star Wars films have to be made to appeal to common moviegoers. <laughs> I just read it, right? So take that headline as you will. Bob Iger comes out and is talking up the rise of Skywalker of all movies and says, well, we're walking a very fine line. If we don't satisfy the most ardent fan, we'll be killed. And lo, it was so. The new rise of Skywalker still expected to be a blockbuster. And those alienated by The Last Jedi have turned to Mr. Abrams with hope. One executive who has worked with Mr. Abrams said the director is keeping longtime fans in mind, saying it is like an invisible fan is whispering in his ear during story meetings. (laughs) Was that invisible fan drunk, JJ? Following the conclusion of the Skywalker trilogy this month, Mr. Iger said he wants the next set of movies to be more accessible to common moviegoers unburdened by decades of Star Wars memories, but he knows that that will likely alienate some fans. But you can't make everybody happy. If you're not going to update a property, he said you might as well stick it in a museum and watch it get old, which I think is true. You don't want to just be in the rebellion all the time. But I digress. Why are we talking about Star Wars? Well, it's because it was under Bob Iger's watch that Disney killed Star Wars. (laughs) Uh, During his 15 years as CEO from 2005 to 2020, Mr. Iger helped build Disney into one of the world's most successful and admired media and entertainment companies with a strategic vision focused on creative excellence, technological innovation, and international growth. I would say their strategic vision was focused on acquiring people. He expanded on Disney's legacy of unparalleled storytelling with the acquisitions of Pixar, Marvel, Marvel. Lucasfilm and 21st Century Fox and increased the company's market capitalization fivefold during his time as CEO. So if he is CEO starting in 2005 and he's responsible for the acquisition of Pixar, I think Bugs Life is Pixar's, not Disney's when it gets made, Uh, but it's Disney's now. And then you get a biography. This is, (laughs) you go, Chapik, get out. Also, how about the back of a biographical cover note for Mr. Bob Iger? Oh, he did so much stuff. Oh, he bought so many things. Pixar's bought in 2006. So that's after Bugs Life. Marvel, Lucasfilm, 21st Century Fox. He lorded over the release of a number of record-setting films, including Avengers Endgame, Frozen 2, and Black Panther. It's Bob Iger, very responsible for Marvel's successes. Disney's exceptional entertainment experiences, widely diverse content, and unique skill in managing businesses in an integrated manner led to strong results. During Mr. Iger's tenure, the Walt Disney Company was recognized as one of the most reputable companies in both America and the world by Forbes from 2006 to 2019. One of the best employers in both America and the world in 2019 and 2018. One of the world's most admired companies in 20, 2009 to 2021. And most respected companies from 2009 to 2017. Eh, Disney. Uh, Mr. Iger is appointed chief executive officer in October 2005. Chairman in 2012. I actually didn't know they kept them separate that long. The, the roles of chairman and CEO. That's interesting. In terms of structure. And a bunch more stuff. He did, he did a lot of things they he's proud of and Disney's proud of for him. Mr. Iger is also the author of the New York Times bestselling book, The Ride of a Lifetime Lessons Learned from 15 Years as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Looks like that'll be getting another edition. He's a graduate of Ithaca College. I love it when they end with those kind of lines. And then there's some stuff to say, hey, securities folks, we're not promising anything from Mr. Iger, which is important. That's what you have to say if you're a lawyer. So Walt Disney Company, super enthused. They're happy to have Bob Iger back. And the thing that's most notable about that particular statement to me is just how corporately mean they are to Bob Chappick. There is basically nothing defending Bob Chappick's reign from Disney uh, on this stuff or from Mr. Iger. Then we get to the Reuters article. Reuters is going to talk about stocks. Stocks. Disney shares were up 8.2% in pre-market U.S. trading. Woo! (laughs) For a company as big as Disney to start moving up close to 10% on an aftermarket announcement is big time, big time. While the Frankfurt listed stock jumped as much as 9.6% in European hours on Monday and was set for its best day in almost two years. Kicked out the old guy, bring in the new guy. Wow. (laughs) I saw this when I was studying for this video before I started and I was like, okay, Okay, board of directors, usually you're wary of doing things, you know, late night in an emergency fashion, looking crazy because you're worried that investors are going to be like, there's nobody running the ship. There's nobody at the helm. Uh, This is not that. The board said, nope, we're not going to do this with our stock price. And the market has responded. Now, will Iger actually have a difference making capability that is going to actually result in Disney being worth 10% more? I don't know. Uh, But the investors are all on board, and these are huge numbers for a company's Disney size. Huge. Maybe the old hand on the tiller is what's required, said Markets.com analyst Neil Wilson, as the company spends billions of dollars to compete with rival Netflix and seeks to revive its share price. Reuters is going to be very focused on the streaming kind of concept, which we talked about last week, and I think justifiably so, um, because Disney hasn't cracked the nut, hasn't figured out exactly how it wants to get to profitability with respect to its streaming service. And there are some open questions, questions I raised last week, about whether or not a 30-plus percent bump in price and an ad-supported tier that's uh, as expensive as it is, uh, is actually the right way to treat uh, with streaming. I tend to think it's wrong, um, but I think that was probably the the, the final nail in the coffin. The stock has fallen more than 40% so far this year. 40 lagging the nearly 7% year-to-date drop in the broader Dow Jones industrial average, which isn't entirely fair. Dow Jones includes more than media companies. Media is being hit particularly hard. They have lost almost a third of their value while Chapik was at the helm. You don't want this line. You don't want this line. But a more complete version of this story is that the economy is in ruins and the leisure stuff is maybe getting hit harder than most, especially tech-related leisure, uh, which is what Disney's streaming service actually is. Uh, We see the board statement there. Disney disappointed investors this month with an earnings report that showed mounting losses as its streaming media unit that includes Disney Plus. Shares hit a 20-year low the day after the fourth quarter earnings. You don't want these stats if you're Bob Chapik. The streaming business lost nearly $1.5 billion in the quarter, more than twice the previous year's loss in the same quarter, overshadowing subscriber gains. The unit which competes with Netflix, among others, has yet to turn a profit since its 2019 launch, which was really never the plan, so it's, again... Disney has said it expects Disney Plus to become profitable in fiscal 2024. Uh, we have Iger's statement. We're all using Disenchanted. If you look at the, if you look at the description uh, to this video, Disenchanted was the most obvious thing to say, especially since they just released the movie Disenchanted on their Disney Plus service. It all just works together, just really well sometimes, folks. And, and you can see here, this is Netflix's big drop as investors realize that Netflix isn't going to be able to add subscribers forever and ever and ever, and they drop all the way down here. But mighty Disney also falls down and gets up and winds up below Netflix here in the November period, and that's not what they wanted. Now Disney's going to pop up here, as we just see, uh, with Iger being hired. Uh, but it is it is interesting this whole streaming kind of fiasco. Iger exited Disney on a high note as the company led the battle against Netflix in the streaming wars. So Disney Plus is Iger's, uh, and I don't know that Chappieck really changed much about it in his tenure. Outgoing Chapek became CEO in February 2020, succeeding Iger, who stayed at Disney through 2021, to ease the transition. That is that is not how it really felt as it happened. The board had just renewed chapek's contract in June, or contact. Nobody has any kind of typographical help on these things, even writers. He became engulfed in an internal dispute with staff. Who blasted him for remaining silent on Florida legislation that would limit classroom discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity? So, like I said, all of these articles include like the same three bullet points. In 2021, Chapik also fought a highly publicized battle with Scarlett Johansson. We talked about that. And interestingly enough, I like Reuters ends with this: shortly after Iger's return to Disney was announced, Netflix co-founder Reed Hastings tweeted, "Ugh, I had been hoping Iger would run for president. He is amazing. I don't want to compete against him." Which is amusing. It's an amusing bit. Now, what is? What are these companies going to do if Twitter ever does go under because they use these for this kind of flavor in their articles? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh, But Reuters focused on the stock, and I wanted to bring up those numbers because having the worst stock price in 20 years, bad, having a pop-up of almost 10% from hiring the new guy, good. It's just crazy what's happening with this particular deal. And that leads us to what in the world is Iger actually going to do, which you see CNBC posting at 11.47 p.m right? These are midnight choices happening right now. Uh, and, and good on Mr. Sherman here, the author for, uh, for drafting some articles late at night for us. Bob Iger's shocking return as Disney's chief executive officer immediately throws into question several major decisions made by outgoing CEO Bob Chappick. Disney shares, which rose about 8% in pre-market trading Monday, have fallen more than 40% this year, including slumping on the weak fiscal results we talked about. The Disney's board choice to replace Chappick with Iger speaks to it having more confidence Iger will deliver better results. This isn't a terribly useful sentence. I'm not sure what else the board could think when they're making this change, but yes, they think Iger will be better than the, for the company than Chapek. That's that's really what it means to, to make this change. So uh, yeah, okay. Iger has disapproved of several of Chapek's changes to Disney despite handpicking him as his successor in early 2020, according to people familiar with the matter, as CNBC reported earlier this year. Now they point to specifically this reorganization. The biggest point of contention may be Chappik's reorganization of the company, which established a new division called Disney Media and Entertainment, or DMED, and consolidated budgetary power for Disney's content and distribution divisions under Kareem Daniel, a specific person. Undoing a complete restructure of a company would be messy and time-consuming, but it's hard to imagine Iger will keep Chappik's organization in place. Daniel's position at the company also becomes more tenuous. He has close connections to Chapic. Oh, Yes. Whoever, whoever the, the Chappic folks are, are, are unlikely to remain in the positions that they had in the Chappic regime. Uh, but this is basically a great description of what CEOs do, right? CEOs set strategic direction. They set structure. They try to find ways to get efficiencies out of the assets at their disposal. And one of Bob Chappic's plans apparently was putting budgetary power for the making of things under one specific person here, Kareem Daniel, uh, and that is probably going to be rolled back, um, where Disney has multiple content avenues. Uh, It it may or may not be a good idea to consolidate those things. And and if Iger disagrees with that, it will be rolled back. And and I think this is interesting because I didn't really follow Disney internally to see what Chappick was doing with reorganization and where the board might otherwise disagree. Similarly, Iger also believed Disney Plus should underprice competitive streaming services to maximize its price value perception among consumers. We talked the length about the fact that Disney Plus was priced and uh, at the user acquisition phase, right? Disney Plus comes out swinging under Iger at whatever it was, $5, something really small with annual prices. And, and I think three-year terms you could get for very small prices on the intake side of things. Uh, and then what I did say last week was that there was always going to be a time where that price had to go up because it wasn't that, that that never seemed to be a sustainable price, and it usually isn't. You see the same with Game Pass. You saw the same with Netflix. And so the question is, when do you hit that button? When do you raise those prices? And it could be that Bob Iger agrees or disagrees with what they're doing, raising prices thirty plus percent uh, in two weeks. <laughs> Chapic decided to raise Disney Plus's price to ten ninety nine without ads as of December eighth, making it more expensive than other no ad streaming services such as Paramount Plus and NBC Universal's Peacock. Given December 8th is just weeks away, it may be too late for Augur to walk back that price increase or the decision to price Disney Plus with ads at $7.99 per month rather than a lower price, but it is possible. Um, Yeah, I mean, they've they've already begun the rollout. We talked about, the reason we talked about it last week was because I got the email about December 8th being a big date. And uh, we'll see. Uh, It is just a number at some level. You could just say, no, we're going to delay it, Uh, but... It'll be interesting to see what Iger does with that. And certainly some of his early moves, whatever he does first, are likely things that were discussed at length with the board. The two leaders don't disagree on everything, both have long championed the value of ESPN and Hulu, which are both majority controlled by Disney. Disney has the option to buy Comcast 33% in Hulu in January 2024. And here CNBC posits that Iger is likely to do the same that Chapic would have done and buy out Comcast's interest in January 2024. Not an insubstantial amount of money for Hulu, by the way, a full third, uh, but I do think Disney's going to want complete control of Hulu, and I suspect that they will do that. Here they have descriptions of Iger going out there on the DeSantis legislation. Uh, It wouldn't be surprising if Iger's first order of business, before unwinding any of the structural changes or really indirect to consumer spending, is to bring a sense of pride back to the company's culture, arguing that the Florida kerfuffle, uh, hurt Chappic in the eyes of his employees, uh, which I certainly think was what was presented to us, uh, by the press. I don't know out, out of all the employees at Disney whether or not that is in fact the case, but certainly it had a culture clash. Uh, when that happened, um, I don't know, I don't know if Bob Iger himself can bring a sense of pride back to the company's culture, but he'll probably give it a run. We will see. Uh, we will see, and I think that's it for the article. Uh, but that's what's happening, folks. Uh, this is absolutely wild. Uh, what other thoughts do you have? I wanted to talk you all through it today because it just jumped off the page to me as just being wild. Um, and you can see what happens if you have a stock price day like Bob Chapic had when those fiscal results came out, when $1.5 billion spend on Disney Plus came out and how the stock reacted. It's probably at that moment when the board says, we're going to look at a potential fix. Um, and that came to fruition in a very short period of time—a week, basically—and uh, uh, and there we go. Kaylen says Disney Plus is not as expensive as Hulu without ads. What is Hulu without ads? Ten ninety nine, something like that. I think it might be the same, right? Um, I don't actually know the answer to this question, so maybe somebody that subscribes to Hulu without ads does know. Uh, people are saying we got bots. I know. I, I saw the bots. Tried to tried to address them as well as I could. Uh, I'm hearing from Animation Animator Circles says Vera masi daughter that Iger has already asked for folks to bring in animation ideas. He did. He got he got hired at like 10 p.m. last night. Okay. So he had a series of emails ready to go. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I, Disney families, Disney fans. I know that Disney has a movie coming out uh, called like Strange World or something. Every time I see commercials for it, it is not enticing. Uh, it looks like a flop to me from afar, but I'm certainly not the market myself. Do you have any excitement or interest in that movie coming out? Because I think Disney might go through a, a little bit of a, a problem child year already. Lightyear was a complete flop for Pixar. Um, Strange World looks to me like a flop, has a feel of a flop to me. I don't know that their marketing is even 100% behind it. Uh, but let me know if I'm just wrong on that. happy to be, admit I'm wrong on those kinds of things, Um do you think that the weirdness of the messaging and the gender and age request was chappic and that, that was the final straw since it encouraged users to quit if they don't like it? No, that, that level of email, generally speaking, is not getting up to the CEO and approval level there. Uh, now maybe, you know, Bob Chapic sat back and said, Oh my God, this guy on YouTube is ripping apart this messaging. That's it. I'm done. Got to resign Sunday night. Uh, but no, um, I I I don't think that that's Chapix. Uh, it's 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 all his, right? The buck stops at the CEO. So anything that happens in his company is yours. Uh, but it's not personally his. Tim says I very much doubt there will be price rollbacks of any sort. Even if they roll back the Disney Plus price hikes, you're still going to get ads shoved in your face. I think an ad version is absolutely a fait accompli. I think that's one thousand percent going to happen. But you can have an ad version that is five dollars. Uh, you're trying to get to a level where you're you're you have a limited barrier of entry psychologically. Uh, you say it's $4.99. I think people will be like, all right, five dollars, um, and and you can do that. Eight starts to look a little bit messy. Eight was what used to get you Disney Plus. Now you have to get all those ads. Hulu without ads is $14.99. Really, Kalen? I had no idea. And that's a lot. <laughs> Hulu just jumped to 14 without ads. We ditched Hulu. All right, all right. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got no to strange world. The, the commercials just look bad to me. My kid has told me flat out that he doesn't want to watch strange world. Hmm? I have a great idea for an animation says Ardo monsters or princesses or better yet monster princesses. You know, you're making a joke here Ardo, but monster princess would totally work. Totally work. Kate R animated films are one good one. Several men ones in a row right now. I missed the good old days. So many hits in a row when I was a kid. Absolutely. what? Yep. Callista strange what? Never heard of it. I think marketing isn't doing its job for Disney. And sometimes that means that they have analyzed it behind the scenes or they've looked at test audiences and they they don't want to spend kind of the mass Disney money on these things. You might see a little bit more as the as the film comes out. But honest to God, I saw more advertisement for Disenchanted, the sequel to Enchanted, coming out on Disney Plus than I have seen for Strange World. I, I, I can't speak to everybody's experience, but that's me. And I do watch a fair amount of stuff, especially live TV right now in the football season. So, yeah. Hulu without ads and taxes, 1604. Depends on your jurisdiction when we're adding up taxes, right? But my goodness. That's uh, that's a fair amount. Uh, Resist Impulse says, I hate ads, so I pay for Hulu with no ads. Recently got Disney for free for my cell phone plan. And wow, Andor in three episode chunks is amazing, isn't it? Watched Obi-Wan as well and it was solid. I don't like Obi-Wan at all, but I like your first sentiment. Uh, Andor is amazing. Andor is amazing. Obi-Wan was one of the deepest disappointments of my life. But hey, Andor is amazing. Silver lining. Optimism. (laughs) Uh, Disney's been giving all their fans the Disney Plus on pricing and quality for years. (laughs) I see. I see what you did there. All right. Good. Good stuff. (laughs) I love the idea that H&H could inspire Disney to go back to being the magical company that we remember from our childhood. Stranger things have happened. We have a fair audience here. We're at almost a thousand people early in the morning, Eastern time, people getting ready for work, putting their Disney suits on, getting ready to go to Disney headquarters, doing Disney things. Could be that you look at uh, you look at Hogan, you say, hey, there's a there's a Disney fan. And I am. I got Disney stuff all over this house who uh, who thinks we're going the wrong direction. Let's make a change. Make a change. (laughs) It's a little, it's a little, it's a little haughty, even for a corporate lawyer. I have to say, uh, Parks will need Josh to get a kick in the Tuka tu. I hope that happens. Hey, I hope everything that needs to happen happens. Reasonable glitter messes would love a monster princess. Hearts in their eyes emojis. See, I'm telling you, this is workable Disney. Just come to us. We'll make some. We'll crowdsource some animation possibilities for you. We'll get you out of this uh, this rut you're in. Chelsea says, "I wish we could just get rid of Hulu, but I think my husband would not like that. We hardly watch anything on it anymore." You can always do what I do, which is just cancel subscription services randomly and see if anybody in the house pays attention. And if it's past a certain time limit, I say, well, it's actually got canceled a month ago, so no, we're not getting it back. Tim Riggs says, The Little Mermaid through probably about Pocahontas animated success run in the late 80s, 90s was actually very unusual for Disney. They were sucking up a storm for the three decades prior to that that run. I will stand by The Black Cauldron for being awesome, Uh, but yes, the Disney of the 80s was a mess. And then the Disney Renaissance is called the Disney Renaissance for a reason. Uh, and they had a great deal of success for a relatively concentrated period of time there. Uh, and then they've, they've had more success with Marvel, uh, but not necessarily with their own stuff. Although Frozen obviously made a fortune. Uh, Strange New Worlds is a Star Trek show. <laughs> it is. Strange New World is a good Star Trek show. One of the few. Uh, but Strange World is their newest animated movie. And uh, the commercials don't do much for me. Dilly says they couldn't get into Obi-Wan either. Uh, Like I said, deepest disappointment of uh, one of my cultural lives there. But, uh, hey, that's all right. (laughs) Ardo says, oh, yeah, stick to what works. Disney princesses known to all. Monsters always good. Combine them. Peanut butter and jelly. Sounds good. Sounds good. (laughs) Sure, sure, and or this and that. Can we get rid of the sequel trilogy now? If Bob Iger rolls in and just decanonizes the sequel trilogy, I will join the chorus of hurrahs. You know what? Folks, you made your billions. Just redo it. We just get Sebastian Stan in there as Luke Skywalker and we'll just roll this thing back. (laughs) Uh, That comment was not intended for you to read out loud, lol. I didn't even understand what I was reading until I got halfway done, Tim. It's okay. No worries. No worries. Lindsay, was Disney actually that magical when we were kids or were we just not as aware of all the stuff because of our age and the lack of internet? I think the Disney Renaissance, uh, you're talking about Aladdin, Little Mermaid, uh, Lion King, uh, that, that sequence of movies, um, I think they've stood the test of time. That's whatever it is now, 30 years ago. And so I, I think there's always that question. I think it's a great question to ask Lindsay of, Hmm, how much rose colored glasses are we using? Uh, but if you go watch those movies, they hold up. Uh, and I think that's, that's a little bit of what's missing here to some extent, frozen holds up. I tend to think that Moana and uh, Tangled are actually the strongest. Of kind of the new era disney uh but they have lost that a little bit in the recent past resist impulse asks opinion of paramount versus us it's sunsetting applied to exclusivity of streaming platforms consoles doj lost focus on consumers versus monopolies so this was a essentially a a decree that limited vertical ownership of content creation and distribution platforms um and in that case since it's a long time ago it was theaters um this I, do I think the DOJ has lost focus? I, I don't know that I think you need to have the government step in to prevent content creators from having their own distribution platforms. As a matter of fact, I think what you're seeing is something that's actually pretty ultra competitive uh, as between these various content providers. Now, that doesn't necessarily lead to great outcomes right this second uh, because you basically have everybody competing uh, and raising prices at once. Uh, but I think long-term, I think it's a good thing that we have these various providers actually working through their own distributions rather than only having to go with, say, Netflix. Uh, But we'll see. I I certainly get why there can be a knee-jerk reaction against even that sentiment because there was a time where Netflix was cheap and had everything, um, and that time is not now. Uh, But I don't think that that was a... I don't think that that was a balance point. I don't think that was something that was going to survive long term. And I think even Netflix would have had to raise prices pretty quick uh, over those license fees. So I think, I think this is an okay solution, but I definitely think it's something that you should keep your eye on and that the DOJ should keep their eye on. I don't think it's time to step in uh, yet uh, because I do think we're continuing to see competition in the space, uh, even though we might not like how it looks in the in the short term. In the short term, we will see. <laughs> I got other people mentioning the Disney Renaissance. Gargoyles was part of that Renaissance. Uh, Rexy says, I enjoyed uh, the last Disney film I enjoyed was Zootopia. Zootopia is good. Z- Zootopia is good. Like a neo-noir animal movie is, is good stuff. It, it It only would have been better in my opinion if it really stuck to its noir roots there and like had some type of really cynical ending that would have been amusing. But I don't think that's right for kids. So I, I guess I go both ways on it. Uh, it's a good good movie. Caitlin says, I remember seeing Aladdin in the theater when I was a kid. I fell asleep and woke up to friend like me. (laughs) Laughing emoji. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aladdin was great. Aladdin, I believe, was the movie that had the the circle of life preview on the front end of it. Or maybe it's the reverse. Um, But I I love both those movies. Still watching Encanto with my friends pretty regularly, but it's still fairly new. A lot of people like Encanto and it's doing well in the elementary schools, I can tell you that. Um, Hogla, did you mean Frozen? I mean Frozen for what? What did I say? I I said Moana and Tangled. Those are the ones I think are the strongest. Frozen is the most successful, um, but I think Tangled and Moana are are better movies. Um, Moana is probably my favorite out of that era. Uh, But uh, yeah, Disney also had the best video games in the 90s. I still play Lion King and Aladdin. Those were the days. Hey, they were remastered. Yeah, those are hard games. It was no Last Unicorn. Hey, you're never going to hear me disparage The Last Unicorn. I, I talk about The Last Unicorn more than is healthy for a movie that old. Uh, but uh, I I love The Last Unicorn. No questions there. Encanto and Wreck-It Ralph are my absolute faves. Wreck-It Ralph 1 is great. Honestly, Wreck-It Ralph went down in my esteem after how bad Wreck-It Ralph 2 was. I really hated Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, And Wreck-It Ralph 1 was one of my absolute favorites. I I think I gave it five stars when we were talking about that in the car home for the postmortem that is not televised on the internet. Tangle doesn't get enough credit because Frozen was everywhere. Yep, Tangle was kind of the first of the of the kind of revival, the Disney, the second Disney Renaissance in that kind of CG era is tangled with Moana and frozen and frozen two, to some extent. I like frozen two because it feels like a final fantasy game to me. Moana is a masterpiece. Like I said, I think it's my favorite, uh, you know, fantastic music. I think significantly better music in Moana than in Canto. I don't, I don't think uh, that was, that was the strongest stuff uh, from Mr. Hamilton himself. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, Moana is absolutely one of my favorites. Haven't seen any of those movies, but then I'm single and don't have any kids. I recommend them. They're good storytelling. Um, you don't need to be a kid to enjoy good storytelling in animated form. Uh, so I really do like those princess. I should maybe clarify. It's me and my college age friends watching a canto. Nice. Never give that up. I'll tell you, I was dating Mrs. Hogan in college and this is how I know when the bug's life came out. She really loved it's, uh, a bug's life. And uh, one of the things I got for her as a gift was the VHS, that was Magnetic Tape Recordings, folks, of uh, Bugs Life uh, that we watched in the college library um, because uh, that's where the VCR was. True story. Also, I'm old. All right, folks. Well, it sounds like that's about it for today. I love all these conversations about what good animated movies are at Disney. I got to tell you, we are going to watch this super closely. There will probably be another Hangouts and Headlines on this because somebody's going to do an expose of the tumultuous 72 hours uh, that led to this at Disney. Uh, Vincent says, PSA, read the last Unicorn book. It's deep stuff. I should. I should. I'm, I'm gonna take that under advisement. I'm gonna add that to the list. I love the last unicorn. Um, so absolutely. that's that was kid Hogue getting like existential dread in animated form. Uh, and uh, I, I'll never forget it. Such a weird flavor of movie, and I absolutely adore it. Uh, I got other love for the last unicorn uh, and appreciated you singing the song during his charity stream. I got the lyrics wrong, but I hey, thank you so much. Uh, fun fact for Star Trek fans, the skeleton was voiced by Odo from Deep Space Nine. Hey, Renee Arborzani, which I'm sure I butchered there, sorry, French names, uh, is uh, in a bunch of stuff and a bunch of video uh, video game voices. Uh, so very, very cool. Uh, and I was, uh, I was almost, I, I almost left the video here, but we got so many good comments about all this stuff. Iger will probably bring back the park discounts like hotel and free dining as soon as he can to get people back in the parks. I mean, the parks don't have an attendance problem. Is the fundamental issue we have with like the budget and stuff. So the argument pr- is primarily you want to make sure that you can continue to grow the next generation of Disney fan and not just have it limited to you know once in a lifetime trips and really really rich folks. Uh, but in terms of attendance, I don't believe there's a problem with the parks attendance right now. Love Bugs Life. I still have all the McDonald's toys. I have the I have the Burger King toys from the Fellowship of the Ring. I don't know if people remember this, but. The Lord of the Rings 1, Fellowship of the Ring, was treated like it was a um, like a summer blockbuster. Now, it came out in December, uh, but it had like Pez dispensers. Uh, it had light-up goblets you could get from, I think it was the Burger King. Um, it had like all these little standees uh, of people. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, they didn't do that again with the other movies once it got kind of like, you know, Oscar snooty. Uh, but uh, that first one, Fellowship of the Ring, was a big-time like event movie uh in my humble opinion the last unicorn is one of two movies that's better than the books I want to know the other one Jeanette what's the other movie that's better than the book I think it can I think movies can be better than books it's just a rarity I think in terms of accessibility I might argue actually that the Lord of the Rings is better in movie form I know it's sacrilege um but I think uh, I think a lot of people miss out on that story because of the way it's written which is great uh, but I, I do like the accessibility features of the movie. <clears throat> Kaelin says, I'm 36. Never give up your love of good animation and lovely, simple stories. 100% agree. Hearts in your eyes emoji. Could not agree more with you, Kaelin. Could not, could not agree more. Um, there's an there's a f- interesting graph that's online uh, for what are the average age of Nintendo Switch players. Uh, and I find it really funny because it kind of maxes out in the early stages at like 10 years old, right? These are Nintendo games. These are family. These are Mario. These are fun. It takes this dip as you go into like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And then as you get into 18, 19, 20, it goes way up, including above 10-year-olds. And it always looks to me, and I've seen this a number of times because Nintendo posts these stats a bunch. It always looks to me like, and I think a lot of us have this experience. Nintendo's awesome. Nintendo makes good stuff. Nintendo makes fun stuff but there's a period of time in your life where it's like, it's uncool. It's not cool to like Nintendo games and to jump on mushrooms and to love Mario or whatever else it might be. And so there's this like, oh, Nintendo isn't cool. And then as you kind of get out of that, you get to college, whatever you're doing, you get into like, well, who cares? It's fun. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, And I feel exactly the same way about Disney. Disney has put out some of my favorite stuff. I'm not on the hate Disney train, Um, but I am critical. And Disney has predominantly put out stuff I have not enjoyed over stuff I have liked for at least the last five years or so, and they killed Star Wars, right? I, I will, I will never forgive them for Last Jedi ever. Um, and uh, it's still important to be able to go and say, hey, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, I have kids, so I have excuses. Uh, to go and watch these things. Uh, but I would watch at least a number of them on my own in any event. Don't give up that. Childlike Wonder is an awesome gift. Don't give it up if you can. Ratatouille is my favorite Pixar movie, Kelly. Ratatouille to rule them all. Absolutely 100% my favorite Pixar movie and says such good things about talent uh, and nurturing it and where it comes from and the critical class and what critique means. I love Ratatouille. So absolutely. <laughs> uh, I love that. Okay, now, seriously, We've talked about The Last Unicorn. We've talked about all uh, whole sorts of things. Kate says she has some goblets from the Burger King. Absolutely. Uh, love that stuff. Love that stuff. Okay. People love Lord of the Rings. Vincent, Last Unicorn movie is really good. The book is incredible. It's deep and dark and wonderful and really heavy stuff for kids and adults. Both. I, I, I'm adding it to the list. I'm going to check it out. I, I love The Last Unicorn movie. It has my favorite, might be my favorite theme song in movies. It would probably be between Last Unicorn or some of the James Bond songs. Uh, But The Last Unicorn theme song is is one of my favorite things ever. I have copies of that on my phone right now. Uh, Impish says Disney Parks has had a lot more negative attention in the past two years. Focus on character snubbing, guest fights. Think coordinated attacks against a brand. Certainly there's a lot of investment that Universal is doing to fight that. Universal Studios beat three of the four Disney Parks in attendance, but Magic Kingdom still beats it. Magic Kingdom is what people think of as Disney. Usually old Epic used to be my uh, Epic old Epcot used to be my favorite new Epcot. Not so much. Uh, Animal kingdom is probably my favorite right now. L O T R extended edition marathon is a new year's tradition for me. That's great. That's a great day. I think I still primarily watch twilight zones because when I was a kid, there used to be twilight zone marathons on new year's day. And let's be honest. I watch football. (laughs) Uh, all right, folks. I love it. I love you guys. I love chat. I love these conversations. Uh, we will be doing Swifties. We will be doing Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster and antitrust legislation and laws and everything else tomorrow. So hopefully get excited about that. Right now, the current plan is to still not do a Wednesday Hangouts and Headlines weekend Wednesday, except I am planning on not having a Thursday or Friday Hangouts and Headlines. We are going to try our best at Hoag Law to take off this kind of Thanksgiving period to rest and rejuvenate, to head into the last month of the year. To be able to do all the things that my clients are going to need, that chat's going to need, YouTube's going to need uh, as we get towards uh, the end of a very weird year in 2022. Uh, so we'll see on Wednesday. Um, I'm still leaning towards no, uh, but we're going to do the Hangouts and Headlines tomorrow, and then going to celebrate Thanksgiving uh, here in America. For those of you that aren't in America, I'm sorry, it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, this is one of those places in time where I, I generally do try to take a little bit of time off. Um, so no Thursday, no Friday Hangouts, definitely. And we will go on from there. So, you know, get in your Go Blues. I Pay me for your Go Bucks, I guess. <laughs> and uh, we will see you tomorrow on Hangouts and Headlines. Thank you, everybody. This has been a fantastic conversation. And thank you for accommodating the shift in topic very late in the day. I don't expect that to happen very, very often. Please remember to like on your way out, subscribe, hit buttons, do those comments that YouTube likes so much. Even small comments are helpful. And I'll see you on the very next episode. Have a great one, everybody.